is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hello, hello, and good news. I'm your host, Hannah Canningator. This is the podcast where I sit down with a comedic guest each week and tell them all about the people, places, and current events that are affecting the world in a positive way. That's right. This podcast is all about people being chill and nice and going out there and doing good things. And that's the whole freaking gimmick. And it's very exciting in the world. It can be good, you guys. That's the point. Uh, this week's episode guest features Max Castillo. Max is a stand-up comedian who performs around Los Angeles. You can catch him coming up on the show Group Shower at the Clubhouse in Los Feliz on August 10th at 8 p.m. Uh, you got plenty of time. Even if you listen to this uh, a week late, you got to look him up and you got to go to his show. Uh, follow him on the Twitter. Follow him on the Instagram. He is at Max the Funny Guy. You can also check out his blog. He has a blog. It's all about golf. Uh, it's golfafterdark.wordpress.com. Uh, if it's terrible for you to try and remember all of these things I'm saying, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash hello and good news. In each episode description, I have hyperlinks to info about my guests, and I also have hyperlinks to every story I talk about so that you can check it out on your own. You can look at the pictures. You can read all of the details that I will inevitably leave out. And, uh, hey, while you're there at uh, www.boardwalkaudio.com slash hello and good news. If you like to shop on Amazon, go ahead and click the little support our artist button in the corner. That'll take you to Amazon. You can check out like you normally would, and then Hello and Good News gets a little bit of a kickback, and you get to be a, a little bit of a good person, and that's all very nice. Uh, speaking of being a good person, so many segues. If you feel like leaving a review on iTunes, man, oh man, it helps out so much. It just uh, gets this podcast out into the search results a little bit more. So people who are looking for positive podcasts to listen to will see this and will hopefully get to hear some good stories. Uh, all right, Max is hilarious. We have a great episode. Uh, lots of hometown good news. The best animal corner I've seen in a minute. So let's go ahead and get it started. Beep, 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 friends from high school we would always just yell my name mm -hmm. so eventually it was max castillo then it became mega still then it became still still then it was still now it's just <laughs> so. i love that but occasionally you know i'll just be home alone and you just gotta let it out you just yeah gotta, and you're just like yes, yes. You know I mean? that's me it's empowering uh well here we are on a what a breezy Sunday afternoon. It's, it's not breezy so at all. Hot. It's so hot outside. <laughs> it's chill though. Yeah. Um and we're here. Uh we're on my big we're back on my big red couch. Back after after being many miles away. 
Max wasn't, but I was. And then I brought him here to my couch. Here I'm we are. Very excited to be here on the couch. I've heard a lot about this couch. Um, yeah. This couch was forty dollars. Yo, <laughs> that's a steal. It is a steal, actually. There's a lot of pillows on it. Yep, I'm a pillow. I'm a pillow gal. I could tell, as I, you can probably see from my apartment. These the couch has pillows adhered to it already. It's one of those oh. like for you listeners out there, if you can imagine, it's one of those couches that is like. It looks like you could take the pillows off, but, but you, you can't. Cannot. You cannot. It's, Got you. It's actually the back of the couch. Everything in this apartment's a lie. Yeah. Just like these pillows. <laughs> House of lies. Um, real pillows. House of lies. And then the rest of these, there's uh, also, for those of you who can't see, there's 20 plus pillows probably so total. One of them has a stitching on it, and it looks like mountains or... A plate of nachos. You yeah, know? But, yeah. I like to think it's, it's the latter. Um, yeah, I went. Uh, I tend to when I'm going through personal stuff, uh, have craft, like just really go hard on the crafts for a minute. Uh, so because of that, I sewed a lot of pillows. <laughs> Love it. Um, and they're all over our house. So you also sewed just, that? Uh, oh yeah, I sewed that and Whoa, I painted it. That's super good. Thanks, Max. Good job. Thank you. And all these blue things, all, all the pillows I sewed, except for these ones that are glued to the couch. Okay. So you didn't glue those to the couch. <laughs> um, that would be amazing if I was like, I'm going through some personal shit. You should glue the rest glue of the pillows the down couch. and then yeah, be like, exactly. hey, will you hand me that pillow? I'm like, what's wrong? Why can't you do it? <laughs> um, well, Max, are you ready for some good news? I'm ready for some good news. Cool. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Okay, so here's our here's our first little story. All right. First of all, part one of this sentence: uh, Afghanistan has its own Sesame Street. Did you know this? No, I didn't. Like, wait, wait. They have like their own TV show. Yeah, it's okay. called. Uh, it's called. Uh, I'm not gonna try and say it the right way, but it it's, translates to Sesame Garden. Nice. Um, and it's like the same. Here's the puppets. They are. It's Sesame Street, but in Afghanistan. Oh wow! Um, so they they made a puppet that's like a girl puppet, first of all, which was a big deal because it's a girl puppet who like learns and uh goes to school and can <laughs> and all this kind of stuff because they are trying to promote like, hey, so it's, that's so, that's cool, but it's also like, man, it sucks that they have to have that. That puppet, yeah. yeah. But then also, I was trying to think about it. I was like, I don't even think, I cannot think of any of the popular puppets from our Sesame Street that are girl puppets. They're, it's all like Grover, uh, uh, Bert, Ernie, um, Elmo. Those are all dude puppets. Big Bert, I never really watched Sesame Street that much. <gasps> really? I didn't watch it like a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like a Cartoon Network kid. And that was like all I watched. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. We can still talk about this. Plebe. Should I leave? <laughs> Damn. No, I know what you mean. That uh, makes sense. That's a good point. But so I think it's cool, first of all, that there is a girl puppet and she looks dope. She's a dope looking puppet. She's purple. Uh, she has cool multicolored hair. And uh, she's wearing kind of, I guess uh, they explain a lot of times she'll wear like a traditional um traditional dress why can i not think of a word a hijab yes (laughs) 
Good Lord. Thank you. <laughs> um, so anyway, they created, they first made her and um, her, okay, her name, her puppet's name, Zari. That's right. Okay. So they made Zari and she, yeah, she is, oh, uh, Zari means shimmering. Um, I love it. And, um, but then they also made, like, they just wanted to emphasize, uh, hey, you can be a girl and be smart and look, you're included and seen in the media. Again, something that America's not just starting to do more, I feel like. You know what I mean? No, that's not true. Women have been included for a while, but I feel like, uh, people who have been marginalized, like people of color, like that. I feel like that has taken place in the last decade. Yeah. Having bigger roles. But also like, I feel like in Afghanistan, the climate is so much different for like women. Right. It's, like, it's a big deal. It's terrible. It is a big deal for Afghanistan. I just mean, it's, it's crazy that America is also just jumping on this train. of like, look, diversity in the media. You're being represented. Which is good though. Yeah. I mean, it's still good. I don't. It's weird, like, going back and watching Friends because I, like, watched oh, Friends. Dude. I was like, yo, there's, like, no people of color on this show. None. There's one episode. There's one episode where they have a pizza delivery dude. Uh, this is before Gabrielle Union, right? She comes in. Oh, it was Aisha Tyler. Oh, it is? Aisha Tyler. Wait. Yeah. Well, she dates Ross? Yeah. Yeah. Gabrielle Union's so fine, though. Yeah, she is. Why did I think it was Gabrielle Union? That's my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but one before before the late 2000s hit, there's like one episode where a pizza delivery dude delivers them pizza and it's a black dude and they make him like they they make him like creepy and hit on Rachel a ton or something and like very terribly stereotypical. Nice. And that's like it. Man. And it's really it's like, good gosh, guys. That and also like the amount of uh, mis- there's so many misogynistic jokes in it, and yeah. like the yeah. and homophobic jokes. Yeah, there's so many that are like, oh, dude, you you'd kiss him, <laughs> like yeah, that kind of terribleness. But that show was weird because it came out like the late '90s. You know, That's yeah, like that was like what people were fucking with back then. I know, which is not that Upsetting. long ago, which is crazy, which is crazy. Late '90s were 20 years ago. Isn't that weird? That is crazy. In my head just now, I literally was like, that was only 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm 17. <laughs> no, but it was not that long ago. Um, so, yeah, I guess it generally in the whole world, we're starting to come around with more progressive uh, representations of people in the media. But huge plus that that's happening in, in Afghanistan. And then second, they just started doing so. They made Zari the girl puppet. Um, and then they introduced another character who's her brother, who's named Zarik. And he, like, the reason they introduced him is they wanted to emphasize uh, uh, a guy character. They, like, put in a guy character to emphasize the importance of gender equality and education, like, that he treats his sister and all, all the female characters in the show with respect. Yeah, that's tight. I really like. That's I think good. that's so dope. Um, that's important. Yeah, man, good for us. So all those little true. kids watching these puppets are like, yo, yo, <laughs> like, yo. treat everybody. Yeah, Zarika is nice to his sister and thinks she's smart. 
Man. looks to her for advice on things and they like are equals. It's so cool. That is tight. Again, is there, I haven't seen Sesame Street in forever and you don't watch it at all. So not the right question to pose in this room, but is there a female puppet in our Sesame Street is what like, I'm wondering. We, like we, a prominent female puppet character. How do we know Elmo isn't a female? I guess I was just going with the Spanish, uh, the Spanish, like the way Spanish word. It would have been Elma if it was, <laughs> <laughs> if it was a girl. Um, so according to Google, there's Abby Cadabby. I don't even know who that is. Um, that sounds familiar. There's a whole there list. There has to be. Uh, there has to be. I'm like my connotation with Sesame Abby Street Cadabby. is so from so long ago. There's Alice Snuffleupagus. Yeah, she's actually been around for a while. Minor player, though, I would say. Oh, for sure, for sure. She's the blonde. She's the blonde Snuffleupagus. Arlene Frantic. She. Uh, I don't know. But I think that's so cool. First of all, that Afghanistan has a Sesame Street. That is dope. Second of all, yeah. Second of all, female character, especially after like the Taliban rule and all of that, where it was like uh, girls couldn't even learn. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> that's good. I'm hoping um, this will really jumpstart because I feel like changing, you know, minds and viewpoints starts with children. And yeah, just, exactly. Just have to wait till that generate, but it's really good that they're getting that information at that age. Yeah, and they want. They're hoping like the hope is to that that'll just spread, spread it well. Uh, I didn't finish that sentence. I immediately jumped onto another thought. But it makes me think of last week I was talking about uh, an ex-neo-Nazi dude who has like completely reformed and start- decided no longer to be uh, a, raci- a racist person or a fascist. Awesome. And he he like goes and w- like works with a couple groups to like keep that from happening. And he talks about like how it happened for him was he was a young kid both his parents died in a car accident. He could have he could have been Batman, but instead he <laughs> turned into uh, a fascist, which is such a bummer. But he basically was just like looking for any type of guidance and feeling like the world was messed up, and then got pulled like slowly pulled into this really bad neo-Nazi scene just by because he wanted a place to belong and then like stuff gets put in your head and you never question it or see better examples so he just got until for years and years and years and then all of a sudden when he was 50 he was like 50 yeah it took a while wow he was like this is really bad (laughs) (laughs) and he got out of it but that just pr- like yeah the more that you have good examples of like inclusion and gender equality and racial equality and yeah. everything being 50. represented i mean that's part of the i would say like that's a huge part of the reason why we need equal representation in media because that's entertainment and media is like what so many people look to yeah, especially people like not just in america yeah like, yeah america. um and especially when you're young, because you like glamour, it's so glorified in your head. And yeah. you really think it's the ants, like it's... That's how that's real life. Yeah. You yeah. think that the media knows more than you. And so if you see see people represented in a certain way, or you don't even see yourself being represented, yeah, it just has so much impact. Can be a cool tool or a dangerous <laughs> tool. Cool tool. Cool tools with me. <laughs> Prepare. 
Okay, next story, next story, next story. We're back. Max's face is freaking out. I'm okay. Max walked in and I was like, are you allergic to cats? And he was like, just a little. Well, it's weird because there's sometimes I'll be around cats and I'll be fine. And then now, maybe I'm making up for lost time. Now your eyes are fully watering. But we took some Zycam straight into the nose. It's great. That shit works, I hope. It's nice. And also, it'll uh, reduce the period of time you have a cold. So if any of that's, that's coming on. <laughs> good. Well, then I'm already one step ahead. Uh, okay, next uh, next story. So this is about a guy named Aaron Tucker. Okay. Um, so Aaron has a 21-month-year-old son. Also, he uh, just got out of jail for, uh, I think he was in jail for two years for a weapons charge, which I'm guessing... I don't know. I feel like a lot of that stuff is bullshit. So he seems like he's uh, actually kind of a good dude because he, so he just got out of jail. He has a 21, 21 month year old son. Um, And uh, he was on the bus to go to a job interview. Um, And like a super crazy car wreck happened right near him. Like as the bus was like coming up and got stuck in traffic And so he, like, there was nobody around. So he, like, went to go help. And the bus driver was like, if you leave, we're not waiting for you. And he had an interview to get to. And he was like, that's fine. Uh, He went and, like, was a huge help at the wreck. And he ended up, like, taking off his button-up shirt that was for his interview and using it as a tourniquet to stop the bleeding on, like, one of the victims of the car accident. Um, And, like, yeah. He helped a ton, and the he, like the they everybody got there. the the per, The victim of the car accident was stabilized, but without um, without the help from the from Aaron Tucker. Like, look at this car; it is fully upside down. Damn, Aaron Tucker crushed it. He crushed it big time, and he missed his interview. Um. And he's just trying to support his son great, and his uh, son's mom. That's great, man. You miss the interview. You save life, bro. That's like, come on. Yeah. And so then here's the, I haven't done one of these in a while. Uh, the GoFundMe of the week, a lady set up a, uh, like a thank you fund for Aaron Tucker because he basically saved this dude's life. Um and she set up a campaign for him with like, at the very least, we should be able to get you a new shirt because he <laughs> used his shirt to save that dude. <clears throat> and uh, so she made this campaign. And so far it's like at, oh my God, when I found this, it was at $10,000 and now it's at $46,000. Damn. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So that he can, because he still needs a job. He's unemployed. He's like fresh out of jail, which means that's a whole thing. The way our whole system works makes me so mad. I preach about it every time, but it's so messed up. It's so hard to get a job after you've been in jail. I hate that you even have to put... I think it's fine if you were a person who killed people (laughs) that you should have to say that. But when you're on stuff like uh, drug charges or weapons, especially because a lot of that is... You can go to jail for not having paid your tickets and then just gotten stuck in the system. It's so messed up. Yeah. I feel like a lot of states 
do I, I know like certain states especially california because it's different from florida but when i moved here it was like have you ever been convicted after an arrest like um, except for drugs or something like that and you yeah down, yeah okay but i think we're getting you know we're moving towards it but i hope hard. so i think that i hope so but yeah that's awesome for that guy which it's funny because like growing like living in this time in my head i was like oh that guy's gonna be fine someone's gonna set up like a gofundme for him and that's exactly <laughs> what happened that's what happens yeah. and it's awesome and i yeah. think it's like a good thing because now this dude, like, he's like, whatever, I don't need this interview. And now he has $46,000. Yeah, now I can figure out, now like, figure find a good place for, a for me yeah. and my son to live. That's awesome. Um, I, like I love that. I love stories of people helping people. Yeah, and I feel like that the lady who started this also was not, uh, she's, like, not related to the dude who was in this accident. She just, I think, saw the whole thing happen. Um, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Imagine being that dude too. Like I'd, I'd be so grateful. If someone saved my life. Yeah. Hey. If somebody jumped off a bus and threw their shirt off. <laughs> to they were stop just like, no, bleeding. you'll be not today, <laughs> not today, <laughs> death. Uh, he also stopped the car from like I think initial like probably blowing up. He oh like jumped off the bus, ran to the car, took the keys out of the ignition, threw his shirt off. Here's what I feel like I hear all these stories about people being uh, I told one uh, like went told a story a while, while back, which I feel like should be revisited about this girl, like 22 year old girl who her dad was working on his truck in their garage. Um, it fell off. Uh, he was like changing the brake pads on it or something. So it was up and on a on a lift and it fell off the lift and then the gas tank like got crushed and it crushed him underneath it so he was pinned and then gas and oil started leaking and then started on fire oh my god it's like a movie yeah dude it's insane and then meanwhile his daughter was home for thanksgiving and had decided to stay a couple extra days and she was in like the kitchen and the rest of the family was there too like her sister and her sister's baby um, so fire starts in the garage and she like ends up going into the garage, seeing that there's a giant fire happening with her father pinned under the truck and it's like moving towards like the truck would blow up. She lifted up the truck, Damn. pulled her dad out, then got in the truck, drove it on no wheel, like no front wheels out of the garage. So like got it out of the way of explosion, got her dad out of the garage, put out the fire, like then calmly walks into the house and tells her sister and like her mom and the rest of the family, everybody needs to get out of the house. Now there is a fire and like gets everyone Yo, out of the what? house, calls the police. And then while she's waiting for the police to come, like, staves off the fire with like a fire extinguisher so the police get there they're like there's no fire why are you playing these games with us that's insane isn't that crazy i feel like there's some times where you're pushed to that limit and you're just like you just like go you ever seen the episode of futurama where fry drinks 100 cups of coffee no yeah, there's an episode of futurama where everyone as a tax refund gets 300 dollars, and fr- and a cup of coffee is three dollars in the year 3000 apparently so fry's like i'm gonna drink 100 cups of coffee and at the very end of the episode they're at like this like art gala or something and the whole thing catches on fire and fry drinks his hundredth cup of coffee and then when he does he like transports into like this next (laughs) dimension where he's like he perceives time as happening incredibly slowly and he like just like carries everyone out really calmly but in real time he's like like flying around like that's like that's what it reminds me of yeah like this girl just like came in and saw her dad was like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he like just like picked it up and just okay guys we need to leave now 
we're all done. The cops show up. Woo! Like, what's happening? And they're like, yeah. oh, there was a fire. She's like, punks them out. <laughs> Damn, that's amazing. Yeah. That kind of shit. I just don't think I will ever be that person. <laughs> you don't think you are until you've already done it. I feel like yeah. that's one of those things that your body just goes on like autopilot. Yeah. And you just like, until it's over, you're just like, oh, man, what did I do? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Superheroes. It's fucking wild. Superheroes might exist. Um, okay, so this, this next story will a little bit lead us into Animal Corner. Um, this uh, place called uh, Stepney Steph, City Farm. Um, and it's basically like a, a animal sanctuary place mm-hmm. that has recently oh. started um, working with. So they have a part of it is called it's a program called Furry Tales, which I think is corny <laughs> as fuck, but whatever. I love it. That's dope. Um, so uh, a lot of. And I've also talked about this a bunch as well. Like a lot of our senior citizens um, are put like, I feel like the elderly in our country and actually just every country, not every country. I feel like America more than most because some countries still hold on to the, the like take care of your family all the yeah. time thing. But a lot of our elderly tend to end up in homes or get separated from their families and they don't get cared for and they get neglected. Um, they and so it's just like it's just a large problem and they don't get a lot of human connection they're isolated and depressed and um furry tales is working they're starting to do an animal therapy uh program where because like especially with people who have dementia it's just hard to even or people who are nervous or who have depression or who feel lonely, like uh, even if they are have hospice or are in a care center, like to get them to talk and engage. Yeah. What they've started doing is bringing in these animals um, from Furry Tales, Aww. which is this the Stepney City Farm. They uh, they have like a weekly club where people can visit and it'll get them out of the house. So it's like something to do during the week. They'll go visit the animals. Um, what kind of animals are we talking here? Like petting like, zoo, like farmyard, like bunnies and cats and dogs. Oh, Max yes. is I more allergic to cat to bunnies than cats, which makes me Allegedly. very concerned. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but so they bring and like one of the stories is about like they visited the farm, um, and met uh, this older woman named uh, Jean who's been attending the sessions and she can't that's the other thing like if you're in a a care facility you can't have a pet a lot Aww. of times you know so yeah. this allows them to go um to like go be with animals and then um like some people who are scared of animals before or people who are like have a hard time introducing themselves or talking about themselves like if you give them an animal Aww. They'll like be like, oh, this reminds me of, and start talking Man, about stuff and like so really special. open up. That's Isn't so that cute? Cool? That's adorable. It's a good ass animal corner. So it's just a bunch of elderly people and like bunny rabbits. Here's the amount. Here's the animals they have to specifically answer your question. They have fifteen rabbits, seven guinea pigs, wow. two ferrets, and numerous chickens. Two ferrets. Yeah. 
So sorry, no cats and dogs. I assume that's hilarious that they have ferrets. <laughs> um, that reminds me of um, so my grandmother, like, it was always a thing in our family around Christmas time. Everyone mm-hmm. would come back, and we'd all go like to her house on Christmas Eve, and then all my relatives that don't live in town would have to stay at her house. And she was always like, just so staunchly like, oh, I just don't like dogs. My grandmother's from Montgomery, Alabama, so she has just the (laughs) thickest southern drawl. And she's like, I don't want those dogs in the house. And my cousin Brittany, um, who I love to death, she and her husband, after they got married, like a year after they got married, got two Great Danes. The biggest, like yeah, the, the hugest dog. And Brittany <laughs> is maybe five feet tall, like yeah. 90 pounds. Like she's a very tiny adult person. <laughs> but like for some reason, my grandmother loves those Great Danes, man. And they're just the biggest, like big old things. They're like little horses and they just like lean on her. And there's a framed uh, picture. It's framed. She framed this picture of her and one of the Great Danes. And my grandmother's like in her like purple satin pajamas, like <laughs> crouching down next to this Great Dane. Your grandma has purple satin pajamas? My grandmother has everything, dude. Dude, my grandmother is a preacher's wife. She has literally my grandmother and my grandfather both have like his and hers closets. Yeah. My grandfather has maybe 25% of his and then yeah. the 75% of his is my grandmother's clothes. Then my grandmother has her closet, oh my God. which is all her clothes. And then they have two guest bedrooms and both of those closets are filled with her clothes also. That, my grandmother knows how to style up, dude. That's classy. That's she balling so out. classy. Yeah. I think it's funny. I mean, animals do that to people. I don't know why. Yeah. Because I just, every, I know anytime I see a dog, I become like a blabbering child. Yeah. Like I could be giving a lecture, like a eulogy, like, you know, my father was, and then a dog walks in, and I'm like, oh, look at the little guy. Like I just, I don't know, animals do that. Was it you who Instagram messaged me? Like, who's that? Yes, who's that yeah, dog? it was me. I was like, who's that pup? Because they look like a dynamite pup. I was like, yeah, that's a good pup. <laughs> I posted uh, on my Instagram story something of my friend's dog, and Max immediately responded, whose dog is that? Like, I wanted to know. I was like, is it your dog? Do I get to see it when I come over to the podcast? <laughs> no, it's so true. It's a, I, I really, I also like just start to go down the wormhole with that a little bit. I'm like, why, like as humans, we have such a connection with other species. I think that's so interesting. It's cool. And that we... Uh, that animals have become domesticated and also uh, that animals, that dogs and cats especially have emotional intelligence. Yeah. And like I feel, I think a part of that, I might just be talking out my ass, but I feel like I've had conversations about this and maybe somebody in the conversation was saying this based off of research that has happened, but I feel... Possible research. uh, I feel like... a there's something that a part of that is because we have domesticated animals in the relationships we have with dogs that they would not be as emotionally intelligent. Like it's a different kind of emotional attachment than were they just wild dogs. Like their no, pack attachment to us is totally different. Yeah. It's because well, we took them and we like made them and we bred them selectively to like, like us more and more in over 30, 40,000 years. Yeah. We have like the dogs and cats that we have now, but, and they feel happiness and sadness and, yeah. They do. It's and, amazing. And yeah, it's so crazy. Like, do squirrels have that? Like, do squirrels? I mean, maybe. I don't know. They could. I feel like one thing people forget, though, is they forget that we're also animals. So, like, yeah. we have that connection to them because we're like, yeah. yo, we came from this planet. Like, we're we're in this shit together, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, so yeah, I I I think I think they could. I mean, 
as far as I know, like any mammal can. I've heard like it's debatable as to whether reptiles do, just because mm-hmm. they're like on a different. Reptiles are weird, but. I think squirrels could. I mean, I feel like if a guinea pig or a hamster like could learn to like show affection, then a squirrel yeah. could. It's the same. Like if another, if a thing. squirrel has a squirrel friend die. Yeah, like if a ferret, so if a ferret could do it, then a squirrel could do it. Because yeah. aren't ferrets just really long squirrels? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> they're so weird. That is the. Have you ever seen one in real life? A ferret? I don't think I've ever. So I've only weird. seen them on the immediate thing I think of is that terrible Ben Stiller and Jennifer Aniston movie, Along Came Polly. Oh, that's like for some reason the first image that pops in my head. The first time R. I saw one was Phillip in college, and like they're just you can just feel their bones because they're really Ew. skinny, and you can just yeah. feel their and their spine like is all bendy because they're so long. And not a fan, not a fan. Yeah, I think they're cute. Would never want one. They seem like too much. They're real fast. They are. They're so fast. <laughs> Also, Things if like you ever that. read the, like the Brian Shock Redwall books, ferrets were like the bad guys. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I'm not about that shit. Oh man, I'm so glad you just brought up Redwall. I didn't. Yo. I didn't get. I only read like the first couple books. Which ones? And I cannot remember. Like I Moss read them flower, so long Mano ago. The Bellflower. <laughs> I know all of them. I gotta. I want to go back and read those. They were dope. You're like literally the first friend. I think I've ever had that also read those books. Really? Because I feel like in my town, for some reason, Redwall was like... Huge. Huge, I didn't yeah. even live there. Because like when I was I in like <laughs> seventh grade, I, all my friends were like, yeah, let's go to the skating and kiss girls. And I'm like... Redwall! Uh, bro, I was like, Clooney the Scourge just trying to like dominate Redwall Abbey. I got to read this chapter. Was it because did Harry Potter overshadow Redwall? But Redwall's way older. Like, it yeah. was written... Yeah, it was. I don't remember how I got put onto those books, but, yeah, they were all, like, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. I mean, also, I read the hell out of Harry Potter, Series of Unfortunate Events. Did you ever read Series of Unfortunate Events? Uh, I read the first. That was another thing that I didn't get super into. <laughs> Bruh, I have. <laughs> if you had read it all, we could have talked about it, but I don't... We can't know. I only read the first, but I do... This is a real side tangent. Uh, the... The credit, um, uh, the movies, I'm not explaining this very well. Not at all. The very first movie. There you go. The credit sequence at the end, I think is so great. It's like all that paper animation that just goes on forever. I don't remember what the credits look like (laughs) from that movie that came out in 2004. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, for any of you guys out there who also remember that bizarre specific Hit that's like, really like the only thing i can remember about series of like it uh unfortunately i love to see unfortunate events it's so good i don't know trials There's- tribulations uh bad evil uh is it their stepdad it's no it's like their cousin right by marriage but i don't know I don't want to talk because you haven't read it all. But like, also, I don't know if you ever will read it all, you know, because I feel like you're like, you know, like in your 20s, you're supposed to do drugs and pass that. It's like if you like miss the window to read those unfortunate events, are you ever going to go back? You know? <laughs> right. So um, maybe we'll just yeah, if you haven't tried series of unfortunate events by the time you're I mean, you know, what are you supposed to do when you're at Bonnaroo? It's like your first music festival. <laughs> you're watching like a, a sunset you know concert and someone hands you a series of, like, <laughs> hands you number number seven the vile like, village like what are you I'm gonna 28. do <laughs> you know i'm gonna fucking read that shit uh i actually really do want to go back and read Redwall though this is the second time within a month that the Redwall specific has come up in my brain i made really? a reference to it in a show recently 
the last late night Herald show, I made a red wall reference that just went I would so flat because nobody knew what I was talking about. Oh my god, I wish I was there. I would have lost my shit. I do too. Okay, well maybe I'll go into the next since we're kind of on that type of animal. I'm gonna go into the second part of Animal Corner before I do hometown news. Uh, there was a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Already on board. Let's go. There was a raccoon with a can stuck on its head. <laughs> a can. <laughs> it was rescued by the New London Animal Control. And, like, the photo is... The photo's too good. <laughs> you guys... Just imagine a raccoon... <laughs> With a can on its head. Like, but with a suit, like a full-size raccoon body and like soup can-size can and its entire head is inside the can. And he's his whole his, head. He's laying on his back being cute. Honestly, what if this is all just a ploy to get tummy rubs? <laughs> you know? Pet me! Pet me! Um, but so the, uh, the New London, um, Connecticut... Their animal control department came to the rescue of a young raccoon in distress. Uh, he had a can stuck on his head, and they were able to uncan him. Oh, you know what's crazy? Hold on. Oh my God! You have a toy called raccoon in a can. Okay, so I have a I have a toy that's just a soup can, and then you pull a stuffed raccoon out of it that's smushed in it. I'm gonna do it. And it. It's like not even that great of a toy. Literally, all you do is pull a stuffed raccoon out of a can. Oh, dude, that was awesome. <laughs> that was tight. He's got a little bow tie. You did not say he had a bow tie on. What does he have a job interview? Yeah, he's gonna jump off a bus and save some dudes. Later. I know what you're talking about. Raccoon in a can is dope. I love raccoon in a can. My friend gave it to me because she was like, "I have no purpose for this," but I it made me laugh for probably an hour when she gave it to me. And then when I found this article today, I was like, it's a real thing. Like, this is actually an oh, issue. Oh, there's a, there's a warning label. It says, caution, these raccoons have been known to snuggle you to sleep. Oh. oh man. I love it. I love raccoon and cane. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. We have raccoons in my backyard where I live in the valley. And I think the people that lived there before us would feed them because, like, the first weekend we lived there, we were just sitting out on the back patio, like, uh, eating dinner and stuff. And earlier that day, I had seen like a big gray cat walking around. So I thought it was the cat because I saw something in the corner of my eye. And I look over and maybe four feet away from me is a big old raccoon. Oh, my and he's God. just like, like just standing there like, what's up? And I was like, hey, you, this isn't how this is supposed to happen. And so I kind of like got up and shoot him away. And then they just like looked at me like they were disappointed in me. We're like, okay. And then they just like went and then ate some of our oranges off our tree. No. Raccoons eat all of our fruit, off our fruit trees. Yeah, they're uh, city raccoons too. We used to have a bunch like over. I used to live on Sunset and Western, which is like kind of a crazy neighborhood. There's just a lot going on over there. Yeah. Oh, uh, and city raccoons. I feel like their eyes like glowed, and yeah. they were so big. And there would always be like three of them outside of our on our sidewalk as we were trying to walk into our apartment. Those raccoon gangs. I'm like whoa. That's amazing. Um, I'm very happy that this raccoon was uncanned. Yeah, me too. They saved him. Animal, animal control. Animal. Shout out Jesus New London Christ. animal control. Uh, yep, they got him out. And if you want to see a photo of this, which you do, there's no universe where you don't want to see this photo. It's so Please great. Please do. It's beautiful. 
Uh, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash hello and good news or follow me on Facebook at uh, hello and good news. But honestly, uh, boardwalkaudio.com is a much more reliable source of where I'll update. I got hyperlinks in all the descriptions there and you can go straight to where I found my sources. And that's, that's a true deal. There was a little raccoon on the side of the road when he drove to work one day. He was sleeping there, peaceful as can be. So I blew my okay, so now we are to hometown news. Hell yeah. Max is from Pensacola, y'all. Pensacola, Florida, arguably America's first city. Now, I don't want to get into it, <laughs> but... St. Augustine is America's first continuous city. However, Tristan DeLuna settled the area now known as Pensacola in 1559. They did some exploring. Then they left. St. Augustine was founded 1565. It stayed there, whatever. They came back to Pensacola like five, ten years later. Whatever. Eat a dick. Smithsonian Magazine in 2007 printed America's first city. Pensacola. The gym of the Gulf Coast. Hell yeah. We're also known... For our Navy base, uh, there's a big Navy base there. It's where, like, they first started using airplanes in the Navy. It's known yeah. as the, which is the most fun thing to say, the cradle of naval aviation. <laughs> Isn't that fun? That is fun. What else? Uh, we are the city of five flags because at one point, five different flags have flown over us, starting with the Spanish, then the French, then the British, then the American, then the Confederate flag, then the American flag again. Uh, I had no idea... In my head, everything in the beginning of the United States came through, Mar- like, uh, Maryland. Maryland? Yeah. No, because Jamestown was, like, 1607. Plymouth Rock is, like, 1617. I don't yeah. know why I know all this shit. That's great. Uh, man. But, um, yeah, so the Spanish were, like, out and about fucking around in Florida for, like, decades before the English decided to make their settlements. That's so awesome. Yeah. Good, good, good bit of hist. Hell yeah, good I got all the hist. History. I got so much hist. Uh, I have some good news. Wow, like some good tidbits from Pensacola. From Pensacola, yeah, those are very rare. Um, I mean, there were some murders and stuff that popped up too, but okay, uh, we're all about the good news here. So, the first one that I thought that you would maybe take some joy in is that uh, there's like a miniature golf course called First Tees Goofy Golf. <gasps> And I they, love Goofy Golf. Yeah, they closed. I guess they closed like in 2004. Yeah, it was sad. And they just reopened. Yo, Goofy Golf is back, <laughs> y'all. This is what's up. Yo, I love Goofy Golf. It's over on the west side of Pensacola. It's old as shit. I think it was like maybe the first mini golf course ever made. Like, you know how like when you're watching a movie and they go to like a shitty first date and it's like fiberglass, like dinosaurs. That is Goofy Golf. Yes. Damn, I used to go uh, play Goofy I Golf with so my grandfather. I was so hoping that when I said Goofy Golf, you would have the reaction you, you did. Oh, my golf. dream came true. It's right over by my grandparents' house. Really? Oh, yeah. that's so great. And Max also is like a golf fan, so I was like, I love this has got to be... You can talk about some golf, dude. <laughs> Golfafterdark.wordpress.com. That's my golf blog. I oh, my write God. About do golf. you have a golf blog? I make jokes about it. I write oh, like funny no. stuff about golf. It's funny. <laughs> Golf is hilarious to me. It is. It takes itself too seriously because it's just hitting a fucking. It was invented by drunk Scottish people, <laughs> and now it's like the most serious sport in the entire world. <laughs> Here we go, his putt to win the Masters. But it literally was like Scottish people like, oh, it's like a bunch of whiskey, a ball, and a hole. You know what I mean? Like, golf. People need to chill out with golf. Yeah, that's it, so great. 
Um, well, Goofy Golf is back, That's and so up. are there. Uh, yeah, you nailed it with like all the. They've got like a crazy octopus. Yes. They have a big dinosaur. Um, like the windmill one. Yeah. Like it, you hit it in like a snake's mouth. That's like the 18th hole. You hit it in like a snake's mouth. Uh, I'm glad Goofy Golf is back. Goofy Golf was like a Pensacola institution, you know? And then, to be honest with you, they opened up Sam's Fun City, which is like another little amusement park. And then they were kind of running the gamut on the Pensacola mini golf scene for a while. <laughs> And so Goofy Golf got X, but now Goofy Golf is back, I think. You know, maybe that nostalgia factor. Just how vinyl came back, Goofy <laughs> Golf coming back, y'all. It's just about to be lit. Oh, you're giving me, like, the best reaction that I've ever wanted to hometown news. Good. Where I, like, find a story and somebody is like, yes! <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I didn't even know about this. I should have known about this, honestly. Well, I, yeah. I mean, right. it only happened, like, ten days ago, so. Okay, okay, okay. You're in the clear. Um... Okay, let's see. What else? Uh, okay, I'll go to the more serious, like, this is good good news. Uh, I guess there's a program called Sunday's Child, um, which at first I was like, what is that about? But it's an organization that is a Pensacola Bay Area nonprofit that promotes LGBTQ acceptance and inclusion. And they, um, it's basically seems like a bunch of philanthropists that get together who just want to increase diversity and equality and like inclusion in Pensacola. And so it's a nonprofit that their whole goal is to give to other nonprofits. Mm -hmm. So if you're a member, you donate a thousand dollars a year. And then at the end of the year, everybody gets together and they vote on which uh, other nonprofits, all the money basically that they've donated should be given to as grants. And so this year, uh, the five nonprofits are independence for the blind. Uh, the only nonprofit entirely devoted to educating blind and visually impaired in the Northwestern part of Florida. Uh, they're going to use their grant money for safe outdoor area for recreation project, which spans a half acre which b- will be developed into a safe, appropriate place for blind children, teens, and adults to engage in physical activity. Uh, dope. And they also get sports equipment and all that yeah. kind of... This is something that just as like a, a person who can see and takes that privilege for granted never thought about having a safe place to play. Not at all. Whoa. That's yeah. awesome. That's so awesome. Um Friends of the Escambia County Animal Shelter. Did I say that right? Escambia? Yeah, Escambia. Cool. Uh, they are the second nonprofit to receive funding, and they are going to use it to purchase a van to um, transport animals from the local animal shelters to other areas of the county, like the overcapacity local animal shelters to other areas that uh, don't that still have room. Uh so, I mean, that helps with no kill and all of that so that they can just keep animal shelters full instead of having to and get pets adopted. Uh, Pensacola United Methodist Community Ministries will benefit from the purchase of a new state-of-the-art walk-in refrigeration unit, Ooh. What? which they're going to use to uh, basically help make the, a ton of food um, for people who... Uh, need support and need food. That's what's up. And um, they they give away more than twenty thousand hot meals annually at this facility. So that refrigerator is going to be wow. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, much Good needed. Uh, let's see. Is this the fourth or the fifth? Um, 
Children's Home Society of Florida. Uh, they're going to expand their services to care for the thousands of children who are malnourished uh, and alone. I feel like that's Man, a harsh thing to add on to that sentence. Um, they're Don't laugh. <laughs> These kids are hungry and alone. And alone. It's so sad. Um, their project is going to support securing host homes for people uh, at risk, runaway, and homeless youth, uh, and also people who are runaway and homeless, including those who have behavior challenges, identify as LGBTQ, pregnant, parenting, or have suffered, are victims of human trafficking. Um, the project will support a recruiter to participate in an outreach and innovative marketing strategies to recruit, secure, and train host families willing to parent homeless youth. Um, basically sounds like a better version, like a non-government uh, foster <laughs> version. Yeah. Maybe a little more better put together. Um, let's see. Okay, I think that was all of them. I'm yeah. so happy. Dope. So Sunday's Child seems awesome. Yeah, they are. Like, and I guess actually a thousand dollars. So I guess if you're a full, if you're a full adult, a thousand dollars a year is less than a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. If I had that kind of money, I would give to. Oh, for sure. If I had eighty, that's roughly like eighty dollars a month. Yeah. I would definitely give to be a member to something like that. You just like give a bunch of money, and at the end of the year, you're like, "Hey, what can we donate to that'll make our city like very inclusive and support people who need it?" It's so important, which I think is very special because Pensacola is. I mean, it has like a. It's in the South, you know, and so we have that history of being a Southern city, which unfortunately was plagued by Jim Crow laws and segregation and conservatism. And yeah, it wasn't always okay to be a minority or, you know, someone who identifies as LGBT. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, that's awesome because I've been very proud of my city, especially since mayor Ashton Hayward, shouts out Ashton, uh, came in <laughs> like he, we, the whole downtown has been so revamped. We started building like a whole park, like downtown, which used to be just this abandoned dock. And now there's like a baseball stadium there. So Pens- awesome. Pensacola on the come up y'all. Y'all watch yeah, out. It's on the come up. Through, I think that's so cool. Also, we have the best beaches in the entire world. Really? Fight me. <laughs> yeah. The Gulf of Mexico, the warmest body of water just ever. It's so warm and pleasant. The waters are like turquoise green. Oh, the I sand love that. is pure white and it doesn't get hot, you know? And it's not that developed. And you just it's just the best beach. And it oh, I love that's it. That's so sweet. <laughs> Yeah, I like this. uh, I like this being your hometown because I feel like Florida gets such a bad rap. It does. That's mostly, I don't want to point fingers, but that's mostly you, South Florida. (laughs) South Florida is where all the crazy shit happens. That's Uh, where the Everglades are. That's where like all the gators are. That's where all like the bath salts is, you know. Oh, yeah, bath salts. I'm from North Florida. Oh, my God, I forgot about bath salts. Pensacola is tucked away, North Florida, 45 miles from the Alabama state line. Just this beautiful little place where the sweet tea flows, you know, and the accents are thick and slow. (laughs) And the beach is beautiful. And that's Pensacola. That's awesome. I love Pensacola. Um, okay, this last little hometown tidbit made just made me laugh, uh, especially since it's in the news. The Pensacola Police Department is showing their personalities through lighthearted social media campaigns. Oh, God, I see this. <laughs> um, so they wished uh, residents a happy 4th of July this year with an image of Abraham Lincoln riding a grizzly bear holding a gun. Love it. 
that's that one right there. Amazing. Yeah. And then um, then they also recently had a post which I was like, what does this even mean? I think it's this one. Oh, it's not showing the full image. It's a post that's like weirdly all about rocks. <laughs> Whoa. And it's like, rocks are handy items. You can skip them, throw them at glass houses. Uh, I can't, they have it cut off so you can't read the whole thing. Um, dang it. How did I find that image earlier? So they're just trying to like uh, have a little more personality. I like it. They said that they don't want their Facebook to be all about police beats anymore. Um, because people can get that from the local newspaper. And so they'll have a little bit of that. But they also just want to like share their personality is what their personality is. Honestly, I like that. I like that. Um, I've, been, uh, I've had two run-ins with the Plainsville Police Department, both for skateboarding as a high schooler. <laughs> I used to be, I used to, I used to shred, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I think that's cool. I mean, yeah. Uh, here's one with, uh, officer Kelsey and his chihuahua, oh. um, little blurb on that. I want to find this rocks one. Cause it was the reason I clicked on this. Cause I was like, what is this about? They made a whole post about rocks and collecting rocks. Oh. Anyway, they they really like are excited to make their Facebook be more fun and funny and have more personality. Um, which I, like I think is really great. Because <laughs> uh, they're like, well, that's what the, basically the way the news article summed it up was that they said, well, that's what everyone else's Facebook is like. <laughs> I like that though. Because they're right. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think it's funny. I think we're seeing like a shift towards that because like a friend of mine, um, I don't really a friend, I want to say an acquaintance. I don't want to like, but this, uh, this uh, comedian, uh, Aubrey, Aubrey Bros. I went to Florida State with her, but she like had like an internship or maybe I think no, it wasn't an internship. It was like a job. Like she got a dope job right out of college where she was working with Universal Orlando, like mm-hmm. theme parks PR department, and their th- their Twitter was like in the news because it was like being funny and like making jokes at people and stuff. And like, I've, have you seen like the Wendy's tweets lately, where like Wendy's tweets yeah, like Wendy's pop off? On it, yeah, yeah. Where someone was like at Wendy's, I'm at In and Out. What do I get? And they were like out. It's <laughs> just like funny <laughs> like that. Like. I like that. I think that's a good move because, yeah. I mean, it's just like adapting with the times, you know, like trying to have this funny online presence because yeah, I, agree. I think like there's a big problem with police in this country and it's unfortunate Huge. because like as someone who is like a white dude, I have like literally no reason to be afraid of the police, but I am. I'm fucking terrified of the police because yeah. just of what I hear in the news and I think it's going to start like with the police and like they have to show that they are going to make an effort to be like, Hey, like we're here to protect you guys, you know, not we're to people. like make you upset. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a good way to do it. Also, it's different. Pensacola is a town of like, like 300,000 people, you mm-hmm. know, and it's very like rural and it's a lot different than that versus like, you know, Chicago or LA. So, but yeah. I think that's at least one good step in the right direction. No, I agree with that. Like at first, when I was first reading through it, I thought it was fun, like just funny. But then when you think about it, I mean, this is, this is a part of why I love comedy so much. Like, because I think it's one of the first things that you can do to all of a sudden be on the same page with maybe somebody you have a different yeah. view with, or like, all of a sudden you you can make a joke and both be laughing at it and you see like you go from seeing each other as different to like oh we both laughed at that joke maybe yeah. we have something in common exactly so i love that idea of like the police making a weird post about rocks or like a ridiculous 4th of july photo because then people are like oh these police officers have a sense of humor i have a sense of humor yeah like maybe maybe we are on the same page maybe we that's can That's a good all. move i agree with you yeah. that's really good I'm so proud of my hometown right now. 
That's Man, so great. I have so much hometown pride. <laughs> Pensacola. Pensacola. I'm trying to come up. Well, now we're to the part where I get to ask you about your uh, pers- a personal good news story. All right. So you're going to give me a little personal tidbit. Okay, so I thought about this for a while. I didn't know if I was going to share the story because it's a little emotional. But you know what? We're going to do yes, it. Yes, I love it's it. very important. So my freshman year of college, uh, a friend of mine passed away really tragically. And this was the first time I had ever had to deal with, like, someone dying that was, like, close to me, that was my age. Because I'd had, like, relatives pass away. But, you know, when they're, when they're like, that old, it's like, oh, that's just what's supposed to happen. Right. Yeah, yeah. But this was the first time where I was like, whoa, like, this sucks. Like, yeah. people die when they're young. That's awful. And so... I remember when I first heard he died, which was weird because, like, we weren't, like, really close friends. Like, we had kind of been, like, casual buddies, like, through high school. And then he was two years younger than me. And then my senior year, uh, we played on the same, like, spring rec league soccer team. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got to know him. And I was like, oh, this kid's funny. Like, I love this kid. But then when I heard he died, I was like, damn, like, that is awful. And so I just kind of stayed up the whole night, like, just thinking about it. Like, I was like, like, oh, my God, I don't know how to handle this. And so I dealt with it the only way I knew how which was I make music, I rap. Um, and so I made like a song about it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, like let's make this song. And the song was called Somewhere. And it's on YouTube. If you type in my name, Somewhere it'll come up. I'm 19. It's really, I, I love it. I love it, whatever. <laughs> um, but I like, I recorded the song and then I didn't know what to do with it. So then I like, put it on YouTube and I just like post it on Facebook and I was like, hey, like, I was like, you know, I was like, if you were affected like this, like I was, maybe mm-hmm. this will help you. And the next day I went to bed and then I woke up two days after this and the video had like 6,000 views on it. And there was this weird outpouring of support from like his friends and his sister and like people in his family and stuff. And then they were just like, thank you so much for this song. Like it's really helped us a lot. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And like someone from the newspaper like asked to interview me about it. And then the next week... I ended up going back home to go to the kid's funeral and I never met his parents before. And so at the funeral, like went to the funeral and then I went to the reception and I like got in line. I like met his mom and I was like, I was like, hi, like I'm Max. And she was like, you're Max. And she was like, yeah. And she like grabbed me by the hand, led me over to like where his family was sitting and then his whole family was like, oh, my God. Like, his whole family hugged me. And, like, they're all crying. And, like, I'm crying. And, like, yeah. this this and, like this woman looks at me and she's like, I listen to your song every night before I go to sleep. And I was like, what? And I, that, like, freaked me out, dude. Yeah. You know? And it was, like, really, like, heartwarming. Like, I still talk to her, like, every now and then. And for me, that was the moment where I realized, like, the stuff I create has the ability to, like, affect people and like mm-hmm. make the world a better place and so i really wouldn't be out in la trying to do this comedy thing if like i hadn't have had that moment and it was like a very special moment to me um yeah and i still think about it from time to time i'm like wow that was like such a powerful thing because i didn't know how she was gonna take it you know what i mean and she was like so happy that someone had like reached out and i don't know yeah because like, the whole thing was this situation wasn't about me obviously like i didn't want people to think i was making this thing about me but yeah it was a really special moment for me and i wanted to share that with you because I feel like sometimes when you're like a creative person and you're an artist, it's very easy to get down on yourself and it's very easy to look past that point of like remembering why you do this. Yeah. Um, 
but I feel like we all have a reason, you know, and that's mine. My reason is to make it a better place. So yes, that's my oh, good news story. I love that hands in the air. Uh, I that makes that's a real. I I really love that, and I also think um, I just think that's so huge because there are so many things that can't like in feelings and shit going on inside of everybody that cannot be expressed in a sentence or words. And, uh, like people who make, I love music and people who make music and even people who are writers, like I admire them so much because they can tap into this thing that I love so much and I wish I could do. And then, uh, I'm just full, I'm like flubbing all my words because I'm so excited about this. <laughs> but I, I really like, I just think it's so important to be able to express ourselves in different ways and give to the world in different ways. And um, that a lot of times, I mean, my whole thing about the good news is like, hey, look on the positive side. But yeah. a huge part of like what I always want to reiterate is it's not ignore the negative stuff. It's like acknowledge the negative stuff and find a way to acknowledge that we're all dealing with it and then overcome and it. like get yeah. through it together and figure out something new we can make from it, which is kind of exactly what you did in a way of like, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? Yeah. And you found a way to like bring actually bring people together with it, which is that's the biggest thing finding ways because not everybody speaks the same language. Uh, I don't mean literally, I just mean like in your head, like yeah. communication wise. Um, not everybody speaks the same language and finding ways to be empathetic and be on the same page, uh, breaks down everything. Like the mom who barely even knew you all, you yeah. tapped into a language that she needed to hear yeah. and it broke down every wall. Exactly. And like, then you're just there together. You'd be surprised what just a little, like a little effort of going out of your way. Being like, Hey, like, do you want to go there? You know, Hey, like, how are you doing? And yeah. it, it can go a long way sometimes. I always, I don't know. I always tell my friends like, Hey, if I ever just annoy you by how much I like text you, let me know. But cause it's just important sometimes to reach out to someone and be like, Hey, like, yeah. how are you doing today? Because like the other day I was having kind of a bad day. And then like a friend of mine randomly reached out to me that I hadn't talked to in a while. And I just like flipped my whole day around. I was like, Whoa, that was so nice. Like, let's go, let's go to the gym and do the dishes. You know what I mean? I was yes. like productive because of it. Yes. So my moral of the story is, if someone ever crosses your mind, reach out to them. We live in a society where communication is instantaneous. You, We're always all connected all the time. Some say it's a bad thing, but it's also an amazing thing. Yeah. And just reach out to people. Talk to people. Foster those relationships. Foster those friendships. Don't ever let them fade away in nothingness because you live in an age where that's too easy to not let that happen, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to be so much better about that this year. I'm trying to be like, if you want to say something, if you think something nice about a person, yeah. or you like... Just go freaking tell them. Yeah. Like, who cares if they feel weirded out or whatever? Like, just tell them Say that it. you appreciate that about them. And I still don't do it as much as I would like to, but I'm trying to do it more. So Good. I think we all should. Thanks right. so much, Matt. You're welcome. This was so fun. I'm I had so, so much fun. To rush out. Bring it back. Uh, bring me back on this died. shit. In like six I'll to seven months, yeah. I would love to be back. I'll bring it right back. I'll bring like guac next <laughs> time. I came straight from work this time. I was going to bring guac this time, but I like couldn't it's okay. make it happen. It's totally okay. Okay. Uh, 
I was in a bad mood at work today, but now I'm in a fantastic. Woo, that's what's up. <laughs> I'm going to crush it at the show about, tonight. People. Turn crush that it. shit around. Hannah's got a show tonight. <laughs> She's going to do great. From Max Castillo, this has been Hello and Good News. I've had a blast. Steel. Is that what it is? It was Mega Steel. Mega Steel. Mega Steel. <laughs> yes. Everybody yelled that. That's my name. I'm fucking out. <laughs> Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.